This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit provides information on how you can lead a healthy lifestyle. I'm the host, Josie Bidwell. Search for and subscribe to Southern Remedy on any podcasting app to not miss any episode. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining, the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. And folks that tend the fires, turn the meats, and stir the pot. Good morning, Malcolm White here with Carol Palmer. We will be your host this morning for a session of Deep South Dining. Well, football, barbecue, go hand-in-hand with fall. And also the State Fair and fried Oreos as well. Today we will talk about all of that with tailgating tips to keep your game day grub exciting and not dry and stale and dull. Welcome back, Eddie Wright from it. Eddie Wright's Barbecue to talk about tailgating and barbecuing and grilling. Also, we'll talk about the state fair and favorites like funnel cake, roasted corn, the biscuit booth, and more. Good morning. Welcome to Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. Malcolm White here with carol palmer good morning carol oh malcolm good morning it's fallish oh it's it's so gorgeous outside it's a beautiful thing java how are you this morning oh he's got to get his uh ears on i'm doing great man i'm doing great how y'all feeling we're all right (laughs) we're feeling good we're feeling good about the weather and the state fair has uh, arrived at the fairgrounds and uh we're talking. We're going to talk about some tailgating and barbecuing, grilling, smoking, and all that. So you know, it's a it's a beautiful thing, Carol. Yes. Well, Malcolm, you know how much I love just the whole idea of fair food, and and every year I love to go online and research what's new at at my favorite state fairs. Yeah. So we we'll talk about well, that. I've got some stuff. Now, the thing I like most about the fair is the uh, food. Uh, the, Preservation, I guess, is what they call it. Yeah. The preservation. Now, is that the word? Yeah, pre- the preservation. Food preservation uh, show. Yeah, you're, you're kind of old school. Yeah. I, I love the jars of pickles and, the, uh, you know, the, the best crops. And they put the okra out there and they pickle the, the squash and all that stuff. Yeah, so, because that's the kind of guy you are. But well, I'm the kind of gal who loves to know at the Minnesota State Fair this year, the best new food were walleye fritter pops. Now, why Minnesota? Well, Have they I think, set the, the, the curve for all the newness? Th- there are three state fairs for me that, that set the curve hmm. for newness of food, and that would be Texas, Iowa, and Minnesota. Minnesota. Very good. Yes, but the, uh, the, the walleye. walleye fritter pop. I think that sounds it, good. It's, yeah. It's like a hush with, puppy? Well, it's mixed with a blend of cheeses and dill pickle relish, garlic, and panko, and then, of course— Hmm. It's deep fried. Well, I mean, how could it be bad? I know. And how could it be wrong if it's so right? It is so right. <laughs> and I've, I've spotted a trend. Um, it's kind of a Fruit Loops, fruity cereal uh, trend. Huh. Now, in, in Texas, they have the Fruity Pebble Pickle. And it is a, a pickle that's wrapped in a fruit roll-up. Yes. It is drizzled in sugar syrup. Wait, did you say a pickle? 
a pickle, like a, a spear. large pickle. Dill? Yes, a dill pickle. Okay. A whole dill pickle. Okay. Oh. Okay, it's oh, wrapped. Oh, a whole one. And Javi, you have kids, so you'll know what a fruit roll-up in fruit by the foot is. Yes, I, I'm you know familiar. <laughs> okay. Drizzled in sugar syrup and coated in Fruity Pebbles cereal. Wow. Then, and then, and, drizzled. But there's more. Yes. Drizzled with uh, strawberry snow cone syrup. Uh, okay. Okay. Well, well, and then okay, that's Texas. Yes. And of in, course, they're going to go they over just the dip, top. Dip that pickle in chocolate as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's not too late. So you know, spotting trends is part of what we do, Malcolm. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so. so that was Texas, but then in Minnesota, mm. they have a fruity cereal milk biscuit, and so they take a big old biscuit, uh-huh. and they put fruity cereal. In cereal bits, yeah, drizzle it with uh, icing and more fruity cereal, mm. and then top it with more fruity cereal bits. So I'm, I'm spotting a trend, a Fruit Loop cereal trend coming to state fairs near you. Okay, now just one more. Yeah, I, sure. I can't leave off Iowa. Oh, the Iowa State Fair. <laughs> the Iowa State Fair, so famous. They actually have uh, a contest for the new fair foods mm. every year. And the people's choice was a deep-fried bacon, brisket, mac and cheese, grilled cheese. Uh, okay. You got to repeat right. that. Oh, mac and okay. cheese. It's okay. They take grilled uh, cheese. It's bacon, deep-fried bacon biscuit, brisket, deep-fried bacon <laughs> brisket. <laughs> I'm still on the Fruity Pebble Biscuit. Yeah, it's it's okay. hard to recover I'll, I'll, after I'm, that. I'm going to finish this. It's okay. deep-fried bacon brisket, mac and cheese, grilled cheese. And, of course, they take it, they put the mac and cheese between two slices of what's your cheese, bacon cheddar bread, and then they deep-fry it. Everything is deep-fried. Mm. And it's served with a signature raspberry chipotle sauce and you know mal we're going to go to the fair wow hope java goes with us to the mississippi state fair and maybe we'll find our own treasures oddity. This year. some oddities yeah i'm scheduled to make an appearance at the fair today um oh, okay myself and and some little people that i take care of Ooh. Um, <laughs> so we're going to see what's new out there today my little people went last week and uh they were most excited about the three goldfish that they brought home that was my grandson was and my granddaughter were both really happy about their new pets the goldfish. And learning about the cycle of life. That's right. <laughs> Which well, is very quick when you have a goldfish. Now we got plenty of time to talk about the fair, but I will. I was on the road this past weekend, Carol. Indeed, I, you were north in, to south or south to north. I was in Wiggins uh, last Tuesday for uh, a talk uh, entitled Mississippi Foodways, and uh, I presented this uh talk that I do for the Mississippi Humanities Council's Speakers Bureau, and I know I've mentioned this before, but uh, it was really great. It was at the conclusion of um, a humanities exhibition called Crossroads uh, Life in Rural America or something close to that. And they also had a pickle making 
pickle relish making contest, and there were three winners. Uh, one was uh, a spear, a sweet spear pickle, which was really good. And the guy who made it went into great detail about the different uh, stages that he went through to get this spear just right. And then there was a relish that won an award. And then there was uh, sort of a, what do you call the chopped up peppers and onions that you put on vegetables? A um, Like a chow chow? A ch- well, yeah, it, a, a cousin kind to of, a chow chow. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, all three were great. One was really sweet, but they were very cool. Had a huge crowd. It was great to be in Wiggins. And we talked a lot about the old pickle factory. Wiggins at one time... Uh, had the largest pickle factory in the world, and it existed from 1912 until 1983 in various iterations. Both my maternal and paternal grandfathers worked at the pickle factory. My uncle worked at the pickle factory. Uh, Lots of people worked at the pickle factory, and a lot of those people were at the talk. So we talked a lot about the, the history, the impact, the economic impact of uh, the pickle and uh, cucumber industry on that part of the world. That's exciting. Did they serve hot dogs with the pickles? How no. did you taste the pickle? And the with pickle a little, relish? just with a little spoon. And they had judges. I wasn't a judge. Oh, uh, so goodness. they had these uh, three people. I'm who... still in therapy about <laughs> being a red beans and rice judge the first year that we had to take Ugh, 40 I've beans. done that myself. Now, <clears throat> on uh, Thursday, I then turned around and I went to Oxford and attended the conference on the front porch at Taylor, Mississippi, and ate some incredible food prepared by the good folks at Grit Restaurant. And uh, you know a little bit about that. I do. I mean, Grit is one of my Oxford favorites. And, you know, Oxford is a food mecca for, you know, for a small town. And Grit is located out in the plain air community of of Taylor. And I talked to Campbell McCool, who brought us plain air this morning. And And the conference. And the conference. And um, he was – he didn't seem – Tired. He said he'd been up for hours. I thought after all huh. the goings on this uh, this week that we may not have heard from him. But indeed, he he was. We were talking about grit and the owners, um, Nick Rapond and Angie Sicarezza started grit about seven or eight years ago, and it has truly been a phenomenon. Uh, you, you know, you see the word grit. And you think that somebody from somewhere has got it wrong because it's supposed to be grits. Well, actually, I think— But it's a play on having grit and stamina and a powerful motivation to achieve. Like true grit. Like true grit right. as well as grits. So it's a, it's a play on both words. It It is, but it, you know, it's just a beautiful setting out there, and— I'm so jealous of the food you had, and please share. Sure. Well, first of all, the speakers uh, for the two-day conference, Thursday, October 5, and Friday, October 6, were very varied and really interesting. Uh, MPB's own Marshall Ramsey uh, was a presenter. Maudie Schuyler Clay was Her a buddy. presenter. Uh, Caroline Herring performed a concert uh, out at a place called Splinter Creek, which is an interesting development. We had a beautiful breakfast on Friday morning, and then we had a, a session, a panel called Remembering Willie Morris, 
with Rick Cleveland, David Ray Morris, uh, Joanne Pritchard Morris, and Curtis Wilkie. Oh, my goodness. That was a fantastic session. It was great to to look back at Willie's life, his impact on Oxford and Mississippi, and really the whole literary canon uh, that we enjoyed. Then we had a magnificent fried chicken lunch. And on the fried chicken, the chicken was... Was this like a box lunch? No, no. This was set out in a large buffet area in the mill, which is a building on the grounds of plain air. Yep. And the grit people cooked all of our food. So... Uh, on the Thursday night, we had a a box uh, meal that I sh- shared with you that had the the mini balmy sandwiches. It had the marinated heirloom tomato salad, the smoked catfish mousse, the tuna sashimi, uh, the shredded late summer vegetable salad, and the cardamom rice pudding. That does not sound like the shoebox lunch people used <laughs> to take on a train. No, not at all. Now. Uh, now, the fried – I was going to talk about the fried chicken. It was brined in sweet tea mm-hmm. and then fried. You've heard of this. Yes. John Fleer from Blackberry Farm, when he was there, was kind of the first one to do that. And some of our sides, there were many, uh, was, was – there was also a smoked pork shoulder with an apricot beer mustard you like a condiment. I so do, I do, I do. And that's I can see perfect. your little, your little can, yes, rat cage running that, around over there. <laughs> that, you know, that sweet, spicy going with pork. And the, and the pork shoulder was done really well. It had a lot of burn-ins, and it was charred perfectly and tasty and, and uh, not dry, as we mentioned in the uh, beginning. Another dish was the molasses braised collards. And that was terrific. Oh, my goodness. But all this food was prepared uh, by the good folks at Grit. Uh, and uh, it, was a, it was a great gathering, a great conference, and we certainly ate well. Well, you know, eating well is everything. Eating well helps you absorb all the knowledge that you were there to get. Yes, it was very nice. Now, um, did you nap on the front porch since it was a, a front porch? Conference? Yeah, that's the only thing that was missing. You know, were the, hammocks. I spent a lot of time talking to people. It was it's an interesting gathering of people who I hadn't seen in years and friends of mine who it was just great to see. Peyton Prosper was there. It was great to visit, catch up. Neil White, lots of people uh, of our friends uh, were at this event. And I stayed in Oxford proper uh, with Sally and, and David uh, Holworth yeah. and had lunch. The first day I got there, I had lunch at Bure, and that was really good. And that's a John um, John Current restaurant. restaurant. And so got to eat some of John's food. But anyway, it was a, it was a wonderful couple of days up in northeast Mississippi, uh, in the hill country. Yeah, you know, I'm so happy that the conference for the front porch has caught on like it it has. I, think, I just thought it was a lovely idea that Campbell came up with. It's so Mississippi. I think this so was year Oxford. seven. Yeah, uh, but that's but it's, it's really pretty neat. strong, Mel. Um, you know, there was also a session. I'm trying to remember. Um, that was really good by Joe Crispino. Crispino, yep. Crispino, who is married, married to, to Caroline. Caroline Herring. And his presentation was uh, about To Kill a Mockingbird and uh, the character uh, 
of Atticus Finch. Of Atticus Finch. Finch. It was called a bi- – he's written a book called A Biography of Atticus Finch, which, of course, is impossible because Atticus Finch was a fictional character. But he tied the character uh, to uh, – to the author's father, who was a lawyer, and but but anyway, it was a really interesting session. It was great to to have the two of them together. Yeah, and and just before we move off that, for our listeners who don't know uh, Caroline Herring's music, I think you can go on on any platform, order it on CD. She is she's one of my favorite singer songwriters. She was terrific. Her, you know her her music just holds up. I still listen to her first three. I hadn't checked in on her this year, but fabulous. All right. You know, uh, in uh, the world of food tidbits, uh, Carol, I don't know if you saw the posting. Well, you would have to have been in a coma not to have seen any of this hullabaloo about Taylor (laughs) Swift and Travis Kelsey. Look at Java. He's just shaking his head. Because I I don't, I mean, you know, Taylor Swift. You're not a Swifty. I am not a Swifty. She moves the needle. I can appreciate, you know, her artistry <laughs> and her music, but and her and her registering tens of thousands of young people to vote. Now that's what I'm like moving the needle. And when you when you do good things, you can do good things. But I mean, come on, do we even need to know about what? Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are eating because we do know. Well, <laughs> but do we, we don't need, need, to, know, do we need to know. By golly, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> she so, was spotted. I she guess, was spotted in the box. Uh, it must snacking have been some very wings. strong binoculars. <laughs> well, the, there papa- were chicken tenders, the paparazzi Malcolm. has. Uh, all right, so they were having wings or tenders. I don't chicken know. Chicken tenders. Okay, you know more than I do. And the big hullabaloo. <laughs> Hullabaloo was about her dipping choices, ketchup and ranch dressing. And there's this whole thing about seemingly seemingly ranch ranch. because the person that reported this. I saw this. Yeah, she could couldn't really see. But she said it was seemingly ranch, seemingly ranch. So that was big news. And even Heinz got in on the fun and like a hundred limited edition. And it's so funny. Her. Favorite number is 13. Travis Kelsey's number is 87. So put those together. That's 100. And then they're going to make 100 ketchup and seemingly ranch. Yes. Uh, and and this is all bottles. coming from a guy who says, do we need to know what what Travis it's so funny and what Taylor gets, are, are doing? Into your brain. <laughs> it gets pumped into your brain. <laughs> okay. One last tidbit on this couple, and then we'll move on. Um, Travis Kelsey's favorite food before a game, uh, his his carb load. Let's see if Java knows something. Right, I bet he does. Now this is something I can get behind okay. as a you know former athlete way 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 long time ago. You have your favorite things you want to eat, and he eats French toast. Loads up on French toast loads. and strawberries. And I can imagine it's not one setting for uh, for Travis Kelsey. That's a big that's a big uh, boy. Uh, so you know he, he he needs to load up before a game. I All can, right. I can appreciate that. And, and we'll let that be the last word on... On Taylor Swift. And and Travis, for now. For now. Yes. And we'll move on. There now, could be more. I wanted to acknowledge that the state of Arkansas has become an underwriter of our show. And they're, it's great. I'm happy to hear. Carol, you and I were talking about one of the tie-ins with Arkansas. We have a tamale trail. And, they, and Arkansas has a pie trail. Hmm. I love a good pie. I do, too. I do, too. So we'll too. have to explore that a we little more. We will. We will. We have some food friends up in Arkansas. Yes, that we do. we've 
gotten to know through the Southern Foodways Alliance, but I think that's a pretty big source of pride. Yes. Up high trail. Yes, as it should be. Now, Java, you were at a wedding this past weekend. Tell us all about that. One of our famous restaurateurs here yeah, in Jackson. Yeah, we've had the uh, the Sam, Sambu's African Kitchen, uh, one of Jackson's um, only African restaurants in the city, and, you know, uh, nominated uh, James Beard Award for Best New Restaurant, and we featured them on the show a couple times, and I was able and honored to um, provide some DJ uh, services for uh, Joseph and Sophia Sambu, who tied the knot. And um, it was a great it was a great time. You know, the Gambian um, uh, uh, side where uh, Joseph's family is from and then the Ethiopian side um, where Sophia's uh, family is from. And it was a it was a grand old time. It was a grand old time. Well, let's hear about the food. Oh, well, you know, yeah, it was it was plenty. (laughs) Probably you were too busy playing music to eat. I was thinking I had had to get the uh, the to go plate. I had to get the to go to to go plate. But there was there was everything from um, uh, uh, the jerk chicken, um, the beef mafia, um, uh, fufu was there. Um, we had the Gambian meat pies, um, lots of rice, lots of um, 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 any plantain. Any yes, yeah. yes, plantain. There we go. The deep fried plantains were there, and it was just it, it was just overwhelming. Mm. It was overwhelming. Sounds Where delicious. Where was the wedding? Uh, it was actually they had it at their at their home. So okay. it was at their right. home, and then they had the after party because I mean, hey, the celebration did not stop from the time it started early, <laughs> early that afternoon, and then late into the night. Uh, the after party was actually at the restaurant uh, Sambu's African. Is Kitchen. that where you DJed? Yeah, or at the house and at the, at oh, the both. house. You I did was, both. I was okay. everywhere. I was great. everywhere. <laughs> well, uh, congratulations uh, did, to our great friends. Did Joseph wear like traditional Gambian yeah, shirt well, or? Well, yeah, they had they had some um, some traditional dress and a lot of. Uh, it was so many different. Um, um, I don't. I guess I would say uh, dances that happened because they um, provided me with a lot of uh, traditional music from um, from uh, the countries. So it, I mean, I mean, in my ignorance, a lot of songs were played where I did not know a single word of you know the music, hmm. but everybody was in celebration. Everybody was you know. Um, just it was it, it was it was fun. I'll have to show you guys some videos and pictures. It was fun. You know, I, I think that is is such a, a great honor and opportunity to be able to participate in a wedding or a celebration of a culture. Yes, not it was ours. Things that I had not even I had only seen pieces of maybe on the internet, but I was you know right in front live, and it was everything that you would think it would be. You know, this week I saw something in one of the major papers about Indian weddings, Mm -hmm. which are just, you know, incredible. They involve, you know, the groom on a white horse and the bride being, you know, born in on a uh, carriage thing. And they are now uh, offering people, it's like a tourist thing, to pay to go to someone's Indian wedding. Oh, wow. You can sign up for that. And I thought, how lucky I am because I was in India with a food group, chef group, uh, one time, and we were coming out of the drive of our hotel, 
and there was a huge Indian wedding, and it just stopped the bus. <laughs> so all the people in the wedding came, surrounded the bus, and you know we all got off and got up in the middle of the wedding and ended up, you know, staying there for about an, an hour. And it was just a marvelous thing to see people carrying big candelabra in the mm-hmm. air, and you know the groom looked so handsome on that white horse, but. Um, you know, now you can pay to get that experience. Yeah, that's that, that's funny. I, and now, if they would have been selling tickets, I'm pretty sure they would have sold sold a few because they did a a nice entrance with palm leaves and um, everybody was doing the, like kind of traditional dances and things. It was it was a time. It was a time. All right, let's uh, go to the phone now. We've got our buddy Eddie right on the phone, and we want to hear what's been what's smoking in Eddie's world. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, guys. How's everybody doing this morning? Doing real well. So you gearing up for homecoming? Uh, yes. After coming off a monstrous week of um, supply chain uh, celebration with UMMC and a lot of other events, we are right back into the thick of it with homecoming week at Jackson State. And, uh, yeah, it is a lot going on in the world of barbecue and catering for me right now. Well, let's hear what you're planning to cook for Jackson State homecoming tailgate well we're going to do our traditional items you know your smoke ribs rib tips wings um we're working on fine-tuning our country cornbread side dish uh we're going to also kick out some smoked um chicken kebabs which are going to be really cool to have and just our traditional catering items that we have coming up uh plans of you know the greats the big three i like to call chicken ribs, rib tips, baked beans, taste salad, traditional sides. And uh, we're just going to be doing it in bulk as hard and as much as we can over the next five days. It's going to be very heavy lifting. How many people will you feed in, in, in that whole time period? Um, in this time period, this week, we'll probably feed between 300 to 1,000. Wow. Thousand would be my go-to if I if we feed over a thousand, I'll be extremely happy, but I'll also be extremely tired. <laughs> of course, you will be. So, what is your advice for um, the individual tailgater? I know that that's a huge part of the Jackson State tradition, and also the traditions of our other state schools. Um, what advice would you give for those guys that have the grills out in the parking lot? Because it's going to start smelling. Weapons. It's going to start smelling good. Um, probably maybe Wednesday night, Thursday downtown. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> right. And that's part. A lot of these guys have never seen a game. They don't go to a game. They just go out yeah. there for two or three days. And <laughs> that is true for right. some. They they don't even buy a ticket. <laughs> it's a great time. Um, the three most important things I'll give you from my side and uh, my experiences, thing one is preparation is key. You want to make sure you go into any tailgate with a game plan and make sure you prepare everything that you have, if you can, prior to. That way you're not rushing and you're not just trying to speed through the process. Secondly, you want to control your cooking Control your fire and control your cooking area. Uh, that meaning um, have as many as little flame ups as possible. We know they happen, but uh, if you can take your time and smoke it, that's the most safest thing to do. But if you got a high temp grill, it because you that's just what you want to do. Most definitely make sure you're being warmful of uh, any flare ups that may happen. 
and uh, make sure you don't burn anyone's food because that's not the time you want to break out the, the, the charred the lights because that's just not what to do. And lastly, um, while you're out there, make sure you're taking care of yourself, taking care of your pit masters, make sure you're hydrating hmm. uh, regardless of what you decide to hydrate with. Make sure you hydrate. Make sure you control your smoke. Uh, be nice to your neighbor, <laughs> meaning don't run dirty smoke in the air. And, you know, just try to keep your area clean and try and have as little spillover as possible. And uh, those three things should pretty much give you the keys to success of having a successful tailgate over this amazing homecoming weekend for Jackson State University. Um, Eddie, uh, interesting that you mentioned doing as much prep at home before before you go it it made me think about food safety and what can you tell us or uh, advise our listeners about food safety when they're cooking outdoors like this and keeping food out all day long um you definitely just want to keep a good cooler around um lots of ice you want to make sure you bag all of your items if you can or just keep them separated until you get ready to actually season and cook but if you're prepping before night season, bag it up in big gallon bags, and once you remove it from the fridge the day of, throw it in the cooler, and you're going to be as safe as can be. All you got to do is go from out of that gallon bag onto the grill and then into a pan and cover, and you're good to go. Well, Eddie, with Thanksgiving coming up, certainly I know we're you're prepping for homecoming right now this weekend. Saturday, I believe. Is it a day game or a night game? Uh, I believe it's an evening game. Okay. I, believe I believe it is an evening game, yeah. yeah that, who cares about the football? Y'all <laughs> that, leaves, <laughs> that leaves a whole y'all are day real fans, to play. I can see. <laughs> a full day to play uh, and for homecoming. Okay. Uh, but let's – could you share a few tips uh, and talk a little bit about the uh, smoked turkey, those who might want a fully smoked turkey for Thanksgiving, what they might do, where they can find it, and some tips on it? Definitely. Um, of course, we'll be doing smoked turkeys and hams here at Right Barbecue for the holiday season. Uh, great recipe, which is our go-to recipe, is uh, we use our in-house rub, which is available everywhere right now, our sweet Charlene. And we also make it as an injection using a half cup of butter with a quarter cup of seasoning, and we inject our turkey. Uh, you can brine if you like. It's really up to the cook's choice. And the most important part, you want to cook that bird at a perfect temperature between 275 and 300 degrees and you want to run it all the way until that breast is tipping at about 165 degrees if you Mm. inject you can go a little further because you're going to have moisture on the inside to protect you from overcooking that bird but definitely you want to assure the right temperature Uh, a little bit of a cheat code here you can rub the exterior of your bird with a little bit of butter uh spray it with a little bit of uh you know butter and they'll help crisp the skin and make sure it's not gummy at the end. Or you can spray it with a little bit of Pam, and that'll give you the same effect. That's now, our cheat code. Now, Eddie, you just threw out a whole lot of temperatures different for the breast, something for the entire bird. How are you gauging that temperature? Because, I mean, my eyes, and don't they don't read in degrees. What are you using, man? Talk about, I think, a, a, a meat thermometer. Is, is that correct? Yeah. They're very, there are a lot of wide ranges of meat measuring, I'm sorry, uh, thermometer devices that you can use to measure the correct temperature. We choose to use uh, several. We use the Meat Stick Pro, uh, which is one of our sponsors. It's an amazing wireless thermometer device. It has apps to use on any Android or Apple device. Or you can go traditional and use an InstaRead thermometer. You've got the Maverick thermometer that are, that are 
the Maverick thermometers that are around. All of these are available at Grills of Mississippi on Highway 51 in Richland. Amazing team out there. Go out there and see Jonathan or Tracy or any one of the great staff that are available. They'll most definitely take care of you. And with the right measuring device, that's going to help you achieve the temperatures that we're speaking of. All right. There I'm you gonna, have it. I'm going to do you guys a big favor since y'all are such fans of two, Jackson State. It's, two o'clock. It's two o'clock. <laughs> it's two, it's o'clock, two o'clock. I'm just just let you know. Well, that's even 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 with the two o'clock game, you still have a whole day to play for homecoming. Yeah, and there's <laughs> I bet there's a parade Saturday morning too. Yeah, it's you know Jackson State homecoming mm-hmm. is one of the premier homecomings um, in my eyes and everyone else's. The I love. Well, the sonic boom of the South. Now. I was going to say, let's shout out to the real champions here. The prancing J sets. Well, the, the sound of a billion eyes. I mean, it's insane how good they are. Yeah. And uh, I mean, if you haven't seen them parading down Capitol Street or at halftime, I mean, halftime. Uh, Jackson State game is is just, game time. Well, I wasn't going to say <laughs> that, but uh, it is something t- to to behold. So do yourself a favor indeed. if you if you like entertainment and you like music, uh, and you like some and, of the best drum majors oh, ever. Ever go see go see the Sonic Boom do their thing. Of course, we're so blessed that we get to see them here, there, and yon. We live here in the town with them. Uh, they parade at the St. Patty's Parade. We see them at the Homecoming Parade. We see them at the Christmas Parade. They perform every halftime at home games. We're just blessed. Uh, yeah, and they perform all over the country. I mean, they oh, have yeah. engagements at you know, the Macy's Day. Per- I mean, they 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 get around. Yeah, because the short the shortest lines at the concession stands are doing halftime. Right, <laughs> you got it <laughs> of a Jack State football game. So, Eddie, uh, tell our listeners uh, what's where you where you are these days. What's going on, and how they can get in touch with you, reach you, be connected to you. Okay, you can find us on all social media platforms at Eddie Wright Barbecue. Make sure you subscribe to everything that we have going on. Uh, you can catch us this week on Briarwood Drive at Briarwood Arts Center, 614 Briarwood Drive. And on weekends when we're not doing special events, you can catch us at our new property, the slab on Highway 80, 2672. Highway 80 to be exact. We are located in Jackson, and that is our pop-up zone. We have oh. amazing things going on out there, and it's going to be a great fall and winter with barbecue well man we appreciate you joining us and appreciate you sharing uh, all of your insight and great vast knowledge of smoking barbecuing uh and and tailgating as always it's a pleasure to have you on good luck and uh maybe we'll see you out there saturday sometime thank you all right brother carol palmer malcolm white java chapman we appreciate your dialing in and uh and you know, Carol, it's always great when you're out and about, as I was speaking earlier about being uh, down in South Mississippi earlier in the week and then up in the Oxford area, Taylor, uh, how many people come up to me, uh, Java? And, and you know, people used to come up to me and talk to me about Hallamows and Jubilee Jam and St. Patty's Day and Zoo Blues and all this other stuff. But these days, truly, they come up to me and they talk to me about Deep South Dining and they... They tell me they listen. They tell me when they listen. They tell me what they like uh, about the show and how much they enjoy it. And I appreciate that. And it's uh, and we appreciate them absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it is a beautiful thing to get out and hear people. I guess you know, just I always tell folks when I come, I come to a studio. 
Right. I I can imagine who's listening, but I don't know who's listening. So right. when you tell us that you're listening, it really does mean something. The only faces we see are the three our own. There uh, you go. The three of us, <laughs> but we do get calls and we. Mm-hmm. We do see listenership numbers, and it's it's very overwhelming and uh, humbling uh, how many people uh, dial in, and we appreciate that very much. Uh, I recently stumbled across an article <clears throat> in the Atlantic magazine about the microwave, and it really struck me uh, how how much innovation has been done with kitchen appliances. And this article pointed out that all kitchen appliances are getting smarter. Except one, Carol. <laughs> the microwave. And Malcolm, when I saw this article, you know, when you read The Atlantic, you know you're going to be reading for a while because that's yes. what it's about. <laughs> it's about research. It's mm-hmm. about depth. And I saw that article. I said, Malcolm is going deep today because this is a deep, deep topic. It is. That, yeah, that the microwave is basically the same microwave you know, it's always been. They just keep adding more buttons that people don't use. Right. <laughs> and uh, but the article, this the article was written by somebody named Jacob Sweet, and what a fantastic writer! Right. I've underlined so many of the phrases he used. Um, he basically says the microwave makes no sense. He d- he does, and you know, he was talking about um, when when it was first. Invented and it was really by Raytheon in in 1945 and it weighed 750 pounds Ooh. and cost about two thousand dollars. 700 pounds. 750 pounds. That's you'd have to build a ki- add on to and your kitchen it, to accommodate pretty, one. It's pretty much the same. They just much made has it the same function, smaller uh, as and it, cheaper <laughs> as it done as it does today. But you know when they first really came out commercially where we could buy them it was probably in the mid 70s mm-hmm. you know they were seven and eight hundred dollars yeah, yeah then. they were really expensive yeah and bulky things but every kitchen has one almost and uh the the, the article the writer sort of posed the question do we need the microwave do we need a smarter microwave or is this it yeah, and is that, this all there is? And that the appliance companies really haven't. They don't. They don't really care. Right. It, it's not something something they're really into. But he says part of the problem is that most companies don't seem to be trying very hard to innovate on the device. The microwave is notorious for heating unevenly, rubberizing meats and failing to brown or crisp. And he said even the people who designed the project products, and he talked to some uh, design engineers, they said they're skeptical and only use like two features on the microwave. Defrost and, this is, and warm. That's it. Yeah. I, I basically just heat, but th- this guy, he ends, ends the article saying that he'll just continue to keep punching 30 seconds on his, 30 seconds. Th- on his it, microwave and hope that his oatmeal doesn't overflow. <laughs> I, think, I think that's kind of yeah, universal. I, I'm a 30 second guy also. Me too. I just keep. Sometimes I'll go two minutes, but mostly I just hit the 30 second button. Because I always think I'm just going to do terrible things it. to yeah. the food. So I'll hit it 30 seconds and I'll, you know, test, test it. Yeah. But um, I, I just I wonder how many people out there are two function people, or if they p- 
push all those little buttons that say like potato, pizza, frozen dinner, never, never. pizza. No, now I will say the I, I don't. There's, there's going to be a new button that's going to say Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Travis know the, uh, the brand of the of it, but it does our uh, instant uh, popcorn really uh, well. Because I, yeah. I, can, I can send it to the key. I can tell, you know, even my smallest one, five years old, take the popcorn, put it in the microwave, and hit popcorn. Ah, and that's really? all. You, and that's all you have to do. This would be a good time for James Brown's popcorn. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is... And it works well. I was like, I was surprised. Java, that is some great information to mm-hmm. pass on to our listeners that popcorn actually works. Yeah, popcorn, popcorn pretty, this is going to be on the nose. The question about popcorn is this in the microwave. Does it pop every kernel or does it leave about a third of those hard, inedible corn kernels floating around the bottom of your popcorn? Well, that's, see, you know, all microwaves are built different. So I said my, my microwave, but you have, that's when your other senses have to come in, sense of smell, your, your hearing, because uh-huh. once you start hearing uh, kernels popping in there like 10, 20 seconds apart that's that's really too long okay. like, so you might as well go ahead and stop before the rest of your popcorn that's already popped gets burnt ah. okay i just want <laughs> so to correct you something you're saying i'm i'm going to the article and i'm assuming this guy knows what he's talking about all microwaves are not different they're pretty much the same <laughs> and they might he look says you can pay 350 for a low pro- profile over the range microwave um, when a $70 one maybe maybe doesn't have all of the buttons, mm-hmm. but it's basically the same, and it does just fine. So I'm thinking your microwave is – it's a good one. It's, and he says just buy whatever, you know, whatever fits your budget. But one of the industrial designers told this guy, he said, what we need is a cultural moment – you need people who are going to make the microwave something special again, as it was when it came out. All right. Well, we've got a friend on the phone. Uh, Tim is calling us from the road, and we appreciate him listening and calling in. Hello, Tim. What's up? Hey, good morning, folks. hope you're doing well. I just wanted to say thanks uh, for your broadcast of... Uh, about a year and a half ago, my office shut down in Jackson, so, and my company said, hey, we've got something up in Memphis for you. And I was like, Ugh, okay, so I drive on Mondays up and Fridays back home in Madison. And one of the things I look forward to, uh, because I don't have anything to look forward to, <laughs> you know, with family, uh, well, I have a job, uh, is uh, I, I like 9 o'clock. That's when you come on. And I enjoy listening to you because i love food but i also love people that are passionate about it and uh the knowledge that i've gotten over the last year and a half has been great um and you know i just wanted to say thank you that's pretty much it it's, it's pretty cool to to uh tell my father i can't talk right now it's almost nine o'clock <laughs> and 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 i tell my block my calendar so i don't have any conference calls scheduled so um, thanks again, and um, don't forget about microwaves. You know, I'm a 30-second guy, and I, I agree with Java. The popcorn button is the, one, the go-to button, um, but the only thing is the wattage makes a big difference. Mm, so, the wattage. Uh, and, and one last thing, on a couple of shows a while ago, talking about tomato sandwiches. Oh. I, 
I I meant to call and say the Creole tomato, and uh, yes, sir. I I love tomato sandwiches. So just thank you. Have a good Monday and a good week, and I'll be listening. Man, we really appreciate it. Um, that is awfully kind of you, and. Uh the Creole tomato, uh, I could talk about that endlessly. Yeah, I just but, uh, love that Tim brought that up because I, yeah. I could I could see you nodding, nodding and smiling over here. Well, I've long loved them, and we were always able to get them down in, uh, on the coast and around New Orleans. And even when I lived in New Orleans in the mid-'80s, the Creole tomato was really a thing. And, and I remember cutting an article out of the paper. I think I posted something about a month ago about the history of the Creole tomato and what a great tasty tomato it is and i'm so glad that other people uh are, are as fond of it as i am so don't don't forget the creole tomato it's, and don't put it in the microwave thing. no don't put it in the microwave we got another caller about the microwave uh, conversation our buddy chico harris is calling from oxford what's up chico well i got a question about my microwave but i want to say that i don't use it much i do use it mainly for popcorn I don't think there is a popcorn button. I just look on the package, and whatever their maximum number of minutes is, I add 18 seconds to it because I like my popcorn a little seam. Yeah, gotcha. But my question is, my microwave is, it's the one that my mother gave me when I moved to Memphis in 1984. (laughs) Okay. Time to upgrade. Time to upgrade. Well, people tell me that, but... um, you know, um, it works great. But I've, I've heard that there might be something about it releasing ultraviolet rays. Or yeah, like yeah. I, I, I don't That's know. I don't thing. know that. But you just can visualize these little things coming out of those those yeah. old microwaves. Well, we were warned as young people when it first arrived that it was dangerous to stand in front of it. That it emitted these weird rays and i don't know y'all may or may not have noticed the tail that i'm growing and yeah. uh, maybe it's a result of of years of microwaving i don't know have you noticed any peculiar activities uh chico from standing in front of your microwave no i still hate lsu and you know maybe it's the reason my popcorn is always sick. yeah well maybe. chico i was kind of like you i mean i still had my uh just got married microwave which weighed a ton and i keep thinking it does work and i was shocked when i went i did go to replace it and found that there you can get them for like thirty dollars at walgreens or or, i mean how much things have changed so chico there's a lot that's changed in terms of weight and features so um, well, mine weighs about five hundred pounds. Yeah, yeah. that's mine. Well, mine did too. Just don't get rid of the front end loader. Yeah, uh, and don't move. Do not move because <laughs> if you right. move, you'll have to have to put it out. You know, you'll have to. You move know, it and, and one one last real, really big comment on the microwave uh, is that think about how the lengths people go to to hide yes, a microwave. Yes, act like they don't have now, one. Yes, because, you know, they want you to see their industrial-looking range, right. their very cool refrigerator. Right. But microwaves are usually under – they are tucked. And when I worked for Viking Range, we have a microwave chamber. Which, I, re- I remember you know, that. You yes. know, I have one in my house. A chamber, you so you can hide it. Well, it's – you know, it's over my uh, Viking wall oven. Yes. And you just see this beautiful 
uh, you know, stainless steel panel with biking on it. Yeah, and, and underneath. You roll up the door. Uh-huh. And guess what's inside? There it is. The old 32nd. Yeah, 32nd, 32nd. <laughs> but if microwaves Master. were that wonderful, we would be showcasing them. What do you think, Java? I think we will be showcasing them. But I like this this hidden world of the hidden <laughs> microwave. We're going to have to dive deep into that. Yeah, yeah. What's a deep subject? It is. The whole thing is deep. Yeah, you can put it put it under the bed. Uh, but anyway, Chico, man, it's great to hear from you. Uh, we don't have time, but I would love to hear about the Blue Mountain concert that you attended uh, Friday night at uh, Proud Larry's. I know you were there. I follow you on uh, social media, and I'm a huge fan of uh, Blue Mountain. So we'll catch up on that one later. But thanks for listening and calling in. We appreciate it. Carol, one other little tidbit of news this past week for our coastal listeners is that Rouse's Market in Biloxi is set to open in 2024 with many new amenities. I guess it's a a, a remodel. Rouse's is a local uh, New Orleans Gulf Coast. Yeah, I didn't know uh, that they were on the Gulf Coast, so that's that's cool. It's a 40,000-square-foot store on Pass Road at the intersection of Pops Ferry and Pass Road. And it will employ about 200 people, which is uh, quite a great an industry. Thing. Yeah. And, and their store uh, says that they're going to provide all local seafood, local produce. Local, it's going to have a local sausage kitchen, a smokehouse, a bakery, a florist, a seafood boiling room. That's what I'm curious, curious about. What does that look like in a grocery store? Well, you'll find <laughs> well, out let's when go. Rouse's opens uh, in Biloxi. All right, Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting's Think Radio. We are funded by generous contributions from listeners like you, and we thank you. Our show is produced by Java Chapman for my co-host Carol Palmer and our special guest today, Eddie Wright. I am Malcolm White, and we ask that you please now stay tuned for Marshall Ramsey's program, Now You're Talking, followed by Southern Remedy at 11, and we ask that you join us every Monday and every Sunday at 9 a.m. for more Deep South Dining heard right here on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.